0: Welcome to Awasa First Assembly, we want to invite you to stand with us, we've got a new song that we want to teach you, you know the past few weeks um, the pastor has been preaching out of Galatians and it's been all about freedom and uh, we've got a new song that just goes right along with that, just talking about the freedom that we have when we give our lives to God and so I want to teach you this chorus here, it just goes like this. You pick me up, you turn me around, you place my feet on solid ground, I thank the master I thank the Savior because you heal my heart. You change my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. All right, that's it. Why don't you try with us? He picked me up. He picked me up. You turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior because you heal my heart. You changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the master. I thank the savior. I thank God. All right, you got it? Here we go. One, two, three. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul this bag of bones and I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting a vagabond oh but I like this and just Just when I ran out of the road I met a man no, and he told me that I was not alone Here we go You pick me up You turn me around You place my feet on solid ground I think the master I think the Savior oh because you heal my heart You change my name Forever free I'm not the same I think the master I think the Savior I thank God I cannot deny what I've seen Got no choice but to believe My doubts are burning Oh yes they are like ashes in the wind So so long to my old friends Burden them bitter Just keep it moving, cause you ain't welcome here, no, no. From now till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward child has found the way back. Oh, 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 oh. you picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master I think the Savior yeah because you heal my heart you change my name forever free I'm not the same I think the master I think the Savior I thank God my chains are broken I am free oh I am free yes I am free my chains are broken i am free oh i am free yes i am free sing my chains chains are broken i am free i am free they have no hold on me my chains
1: oh i am
0: free i am free they have no hold on me say i Solid ground I thank the Master I thank the Savior because you heal my heart you change my name forever free I'm not the same I thank the Master I thank the Savior oh I thank God yeah.
2: come on give me praise if you're free today I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you glad to be in God's house today? David writes in another song that there is fullness of joy in your presence. I don't know how you came in today, but I know that you can experience the joy of God because God is in the room. We are in his presence, amen? And he desires to... to to shape us. He desires to change our situation. He desires to heal us. But more than that, He desires to change us. So can we allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do today? If you're a guest today, thank you so much for being here. We've already decided that this is your new family. So it's a done deal. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But if you would, just scan the QR code that's right in front of you. This will help us get to know you a little bit better and help us get you the information that you need. So thank you for doing that. Let's pray as we get back into worship. Let's lift our voices, let's lift our hearts and, and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you there's fullness of joy in your presence. God, we just pray that you would do what you want to do in our hearts, God. We open ourselves up, we open our ears, we open our hearts, God, we give this day to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship God today.
0: Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. Oh, He has done great. Our Savior has done, and see how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. See that out, O oh hero, O oh hero of heaven! You conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God! You have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God. You have done great things. Yeah. You've been faithful through every storm. You've been faithful through every storm. Yes, You have. You'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things. Oh, and I know You will do it again. For Your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things, God. You do great. Oh, oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the rain You free every captain and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great. Done great things. We say hallelujah, God. Above it all, Hallelujah God. And all hallelujah. You have done great things. Do you believe that? Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah, God above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah. oh, hallelujah, you have done great things, you have done great things, oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, you free every captive and break every chain, oh, God, you have done great things awake and alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great things you have done great things oh god you do great things Hallelujah. Come on, can you lift up his name? He is the God who has done great things in this place. We worship you, Lord. Lord, there is no one like you, Jesus. You're our life, you're our hope. We give you praise.
1: my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid?
3: He's the everlasting God. He is where our hope can be placed fully. This morning, I'm so excited to have our missionary guests here with us. Here's what I do know. Around the world, things are changing. Regulations, requirements, all kinds of things are changing, not just sometimes, but constantly, even at a greater rate than it ever has. We have missionaries around the world that are having to navigate life like we are, but just intensify that with another country. And here's what we need. We need prayer because how many know that prayer still changes things around the world. This morning I was excited when I walked past the, the clinic sitting out front. I went and walked in it. I've been in the one in Nicaragua and here's what I know. Around the world, God still changes things by us praying. And our hope is placed in Him because everything else may be shifting all around us, but, but we can depend on Him. But not just for our missionaries, but for you. Every one of you who walked in here today, whatever you're facing, whatever has shifted on you, whatever has walked around or moved around on you, God is still here and he's still the one that we can call out to and he gives us hope. And the great thing is he gives us answers too. That's what I found in my life is that he gives me answers when I pray. You know, here's the thing. We pray, we read, we give, we listen, and we do what? We, We learn from the Lord because he loves us. Can we pray this morning? Can we focus in for just a moment as we pray for our missionaries around the world that are facing changing all the time that God would work something out on their behalf? We can support them with money all day long, but the prayer really makes the big difference. Let's pray that first, and then we're going to pray for your family as well. Father God, we come to you today. We believe this. We believe today that you know all around the world. We know, You know all the circumstances, all the things going on with our missionaries around the world today and what they need to have happen next for a visa or for a permit or for even access to, to the money, just access to all the things in the world that are going on. God, I pray you bring favor to them today. I pray as we pray here in Oklahoma, it would open doors around the world for them, God, because you are an all-knowing, all-seeing God. And God, we, we pray to the things that are timely, things that have to happen today, things that have to happen in this order, God, that you would work those circumstances out. And Father, for families today here in this place that need things to to work out, God, that you would give direction, you would give instruction, you would give hope. Father, we're praying that as well for our church family today, that you would intersect and interact with us, and we would give you thanks. God, we're going to give you thanks for all the hope that you give to us today. God, we love you today. We rejoice in you. And Father, we we are so thankful we can be together to worship you in this place. And it's in your name we pray this, amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you for being with us.
2: It's couches and porches and kitchen tables. It's stories shared and moments worth remembering. It's hoping and praying and taking chances. It's jokes and laughter and shoulders to cry on. It's questions and answers, and I don't knows. It's knowing you don't have to figure it all out by yourself. It's messy and imperfect. It's giving and serving and growing better together. It's life, and we weren't meant to do it alone. Life is better together. Find a community group today.:
4: Good morning. How many of you ready for community groups to start back? How many of you are in a community group? Let me see your hand real high, real fast, all over the room. A bunch of you are. If you're not, special invite for you. We're gonna do this once a month. So if you're not in a group right now, next Sunday night, you have the privilege of having pizza with the pastor. Right here at the church. We'll be back in Peterson Hall. The only thing we have to ask you to do, please do this. Uh, Michael is it on the QR code to sign up there For pizza with the pastor You can do the QR code You can sign up there Or somehow contact the office Let us know I tell you this periodically I just want to make sure you understand this How many of you think it would be a horrible thing If like 70 people showed up And we had two pizzas How many of you think it might be a worse thing If eight people show up And we have 20 pizzas (laughs) If you're one of the eight That may be okay We do our very, very best to make sure that that we're generous in what we do as a church and that we do things first class and we do it well, but it ticks me off to waste money. So we seem to know if you're coming, and uh, if you know, as soon as you do the QR code right now, get your phone out. You know, used to in church, it's like people were standing around, the pastor was looking for who had their phone out, and it was kind of like calling the ushers, third row, fourth seat, you know, get them now. We've learned to embrace technology. And if you're playing Sudoku or solitaire, may God judge you accordingly. But (laughs) you can use your phone to uh, do the QR code, you get all kind of information there. You can let us know you want to come to pizza with the pastor. Your group meets next Sunday night, almost entirely. Uh, Some are on different times and whatever, but it's a great thing. Community groups make a big difference in your life. Okay, here's what I want right now, and I want you, you got to be ready. Everybody say ready. ready. If you're part of a community group and your community group has impacted your life in an incredibly positive way, I want you to shout amen. Amen. That's it right there. That's totally legit. I think it's almost uh, very frequently, I'll say it that way, that somebody will come up to me and say, Pastor, my community group, they have been such an important part of my life. The people that I spend together Sunday nights or whenever your group meets and the times we get together and we visit, we pray for each other, and we look at the Word of God together. It is a, an incredible life-building opportunity, and you need to be a part of it. If you're not it come next week. We'll eat pizza here, and I'll help you get plugged into a group. That's the goal of that. And it's just an awesome thing to be a part of that. Well, every month in the second week, I kind of tell you about where we're at with our line of credit. And I'm gonna go quick today because we've got a lot going on. But we ended up, uh, we started the month off with $1,690,000, $18,000 in total was put against that. Uh, 4900 of it was interest. And that's gone down. When we first started, that was over 10000 That's two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. It's down to... Under 5,000 now. 13,000 went against principal. Right now we're down to $1,677,000 is what our line of credit balance is. And that's incredible. That's in two years and eight months or something of that nature. So two or seven months, I guess. And next month we should close on the property over here. And at that point we'll have a significant amount of money put on the balance and it will go down continually. I think it's incredibly realistic to say that by the end of the year, we're probably going to be around $750,000 of total debt, maybe down to five hundred, dollars based on previous years, how you give. And it's just exciting to see God's blessing and your faithfulness to help us be a part of that. Well, hey, tonight is going to be one of the funnest nights of the church calendar year. It's going to be a great time. For the last four or five years, we've had an, a, a Nicaragua banquet and we've asked you to give money. We're still doing that tonight, by the way. And we'll ask if you're not gonna be here tonight, you need to give today. Uh, We'll talk in just a minute with our missionaries here, but um, they see between 100 to 150 patients every month. Uh, It costs about $6,000-ish or so, to operate the clinic for a month so roughly estimate that's 50 to 60 dollars per visit that includes medicines that includes facilities that includes uh, doctors nurses technicians I mean the, everything that's there is covered by that and that's not insurance paying anything that's what it costs to do it so for 50 bucks 60 bucks you can take care of one visit this next year For $200, we just take the total for the year and divide it out. For $200, you're covering one day of operation for the clinic. You know, isn't it amazing how when we all do something, how together we can do something pretty amazing? Most of us in the room could give a $200 offering and it really wouldn't be that big of a deal. We're not going to go without food next week. We're not going to be on water and bread. We're going to be okay. Okay. But there's going to be people that come and get health care in a clinic where they would not have it otherwise. It's incredible. If you want to do a whole month, you can just do the simple math. That's about 6000 a month. You can do $1,400 for a week. Or you can do any amount that you want. Now, again, if you didn't do it before, and I didn't see many of you moving, so you need to be a little more obedient. I'm just telling you that. Get your phone out. Do that QR code right now. This is not right now, okay, I'm watching. I can see you, just in case you didn't know that. Um, the, the QR code, it'll have all the information about tonight's banquet, and what's going on there, the auction, what's going on there. I just want our missionaries to come. Carol Dill, dear friend from Equatorial Guinea, uh, originally now on all of Africa, serving, serve, serving in Southern Missouri, raising information. Come on up. Bonnie Levis, you guys come on up. Carol and I... By the way, I, got, I, started, I was supposed to start with this in my mind, and I just get sidetracked sometimes. I just want to first of all say that 40 years ago today, right now, I was very excited. Because right now, 40 years ago, I knew that in three hours, I was going to get to marry my sweetheart and spend the rest of my life with her. Today is our 40th anniversary. On on my first anniversary, Carol, you probably don't. We were on staff together in St. Louis back in that that time frame. On our first anniversary, it was the first time that Dean Galleon asked me to preach on a Sunday night. And so on my anniversary, I preached on Sunday night at Southside. So it's anyway, it's kind of going back a ways. So we're in church today. What are you doing for your 40th anniversary? We're raising money for missions. (laughs) Kind of seems appropriate just a little bit i don't know and congratulations to our dear friends kevin and debbie grover who we got married i think two hours ahead of them or so about so something like that today's their 40th anniversary so uh, yeah. what are they doing to celebrate they're helping us raise money for missions <laughs> If you're new here today and you don't love missions, you're probably, Michael, I know what you said, but if you don't love missions and reaching the world with the gospel, you may be in the wrong church. Carol had an idea, uh, I guess in this last year, that what if we could get churches across uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, across the nation to have people bring items that they love and cherish, but as a gift for missions that then could be auctioned off. So, Carol, tell us what God's doing in Ecuador. I think we got a picture up that you sent to us. And this is Carol Dill, Dill our good friend He's been here a bunch of times. Make him feel welcome today.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on 40 years. Thank you. Praise God. Uh, I want to share a verse. It is uh, Philippians, uh, excuse me, Colossians four seventeen. Tell our keep us, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. Receive. See to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. Recently, that's been on my heart. And I'd like to share this picture. That is a a tabernacle that we built some years ago in Equatorial Guinea. And... um, We use it for big events. And we put the platform, tiled it, have a cement floor, but we never finished the rest of the building. And um, it's, it's bigger than half a football field. So it's a big building. And part of this treasure sale is to finish that. And the burden I have on my heart, Bruce is to finish everything that I started in Equatorial Guinea. Everything I started, finish it. I'll be 72 in January. You know, Chi Alpha, they have a thing they say, give a year, pray about a lifetime. Well, I'm switching that around. (laughs) I'm giving a lifetime and praying about a year because we kind of go year by year in missions and uh, I want to finish. So we are encouraging people to give treasures and we'll sell those treasures and invest a hundred percent in the missions. Pastor Bruce, thank you for partnering with us. Thank you. Thank you for this church. I brought some things uh, ahead so that uh, we can sell those as well. We, we're putting some things into your auction so i just would encourage you be generous and help the work in Equatorial Guinea and help this old fella to finish strong and to finish everything that he started in Jesus name and thank you Bruce this Amen. church has supported us for many years and we have the the Royce Peterson library and, right. and you've just been a blessing we We honor you. We thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Bless you. Love you. So the way this
4: works, the auction tonight, I think, I'm trying to remember exactly, but we've got about 24 items in the silent auction. By the way, you need to download the code, all the auction for the silent auction, Please listen clear, you'll be confused. I'll try to make it real clear. If I mess up, one of you guys in the front wave and say, you didn't say that right. The silent auction will all be done on your phone or tablet. It's all done through that, the site you log into, you create a profile, you bid on that there. It will automatically increase your bid to keep you winning if somebody bids against you. Uh, that will start at five o'clock tonight. At 6 o'clock, the meal will start. We've got special music tonight. We're going to do a lot of great things. We have a live auction that has 14 items. For that, that will not be with your phone. That will be like a traditional auction where you have a paddle that you raise or you point and and you bid on those things. And we've got some incredible trips, some incredible gifts that are there. You're going to love tonight and come prepared to give This is not about finding a bargain. This is about investing in missions and just getting a little something while you do it. So it's going to be a fun time. The steaks are right now. They're being prepared. They have been marinated. They are seasoning. It's going to be the most wonderful night overall. And uh, you'll be here around 5 o'clock. Like I said, 6 o'clock. We'll go in for the meal. And we're going to try to be done between 7.30 and 7.45, right in that range, those of you that have kids going to school? I was waiting for a moan right there. Because at first you're excited. They're going to school today. Then you realize this goes on until next May. And you're like, oh, this is hard. We got to get up and take them there. Uh, we're going to try to get you out of here tonight in a good time. So you'll have plenty of time to do what you need to do. Uh, the auction, 90%. So all of the money raised for the banquet, all of the offering that's given tonight goes to Nicaragua. But for the auction part... 10% of what's auctioned off will go to Equatorial getting to help with that project. So we're, we're just kind of tying that in with what we're doing. And there are some, some items that Carol brought specifically for Africa. Those items, 100% of that money will go to Africa. But it's going to be a fun night. We're going to raise a lot of money. We're going to eat some good food and have a lot of great things uh, to look at. Bonnie and Levis have been friends of ours for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years, whatever. Wonderful people. Uh, they are so busy in Nicaragua doing so many things. They, they have schools all across the nation that they support and that they put together there with, with people in the United States helping give money toward that. They help churches. They help pastors. And for us especially, they help the clinic in a can. And, and uh, we've partnered together. It's just a great story. I talked to people in Springfield about what we've done in Nicaragua. I talked with Greg Mundus, who'll be here next month, our, 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 our national director of, of world ministries. And I said, hey, do you know about the clink in Nicaragua? And he goes, no. And I said, well, let me, well, he's got like 5,000 missionaries, so don't get upset that he doesn't <laughs> know about one project. But he said, no. I said, well, let me tell you about it. And he's like, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever heard of. That's incredible. So this is an awesome thing that we've been able to kind of come together and do. So Brian Levis, great to have you. Give us a quick report, and then they will all be in the foyer at 5 o'clock. So they'll be there. You can go to their table, talk to them, and uh, find out more about what's going on. Bless you guys. Thank
6: you. Good morning. God bless you. I am. We are so honored as I'm standing here just getting more and more excited, and Getting more and more emotional to just to know that you guys have been a part of saving lives. You're not only saving lives and and saving souls, but saving lives. We have people that come to our clinic come by a hammock. There's a few people that are carrying them by way of a hammock or they come on horseback and they never quite know if they're actually going to be able to return to their homes because there's no medical care right there. We have people coming from a main city because our clinic treats them with love and with care. It's, it's amazing what we thought was maybe just going to be a small clinic in a can has just grown. We have a pharmacy. We have a lab. We have places for the doctors and the the medical people to to live. It has just grown enormously. And we are so excited to be able to share that with you, to show you more pictures tonight, to talk to you more and more about it tonight. We just thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you are doing this for us Thank you for celebrating your 40th anniversary with us. Glad we get to all come to your party. And we're just really thankful.
7: I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. If I could. If
6: I could tell you just what they told me so many times.
7: Allá en la clínica. They're at the clinic. Se lo quiero decir a ustedes.
6: I want to tell you
7: que Dios le pague.
6: that God would give back to you.
7: Que Dios le bendiga.
6: That God would richly bless you.
7: Yo no tengo,
6: I don't have anything,
7: pero sí Dios le va a pagar.
6: but I know that God is going to pay you back.
7: When the people come to me and they cry now, telling me, oh, Brother levis this medicine' is ex, it's expensive, <coughs> and they cry they, they go like, "Way, you need to say thank you to Jesus, and I get to pray with them. They tear down their 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 tears you know they, they tell me, I come from five hours, I come from from Puerto cabeza, I come from Caño Sucio. I come from finita I, all these communities that they're hearing the gospel because of you. And they hear about that amazing clinic. And they're hearing because we treat them like humans. They said, gracias por tratarme como humano. Thank you for treating me like a human. You got to see when, when we show up with, with a dentist. They said, like a, a month ago, like a years ago, a guy will come they call it sacamuelas, you know, he will come with, with a piece of thing and click, 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 click all, all the teeth. When we come with a dentist and they talk to them, hey, he's anesthesia. We're gonna treat you. Oh my goodness. Those people are crying, not about the pain, but crying because they're grateful about the provision of those blessings that you guys are providing to the clinic. We are very grateful. We can now wait. One day you will be in heaven, and you will see those people. Again, I going to say thank you for, because of you guys giving to the Lord and blessing us. So thank you so much.
6: Thank you. And please come by. Come and talk to us. Take one of our prayer cards. Our daughters are here, too, with us, Elisa and Ashley. So thank you, guys. Look forward to talking to you. Blessings. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you
4: so
7: much. Thank you. Bless you.
4: So... Tonight, there will be pictures, videos. You'll see things of what's going on there. It's going to be an incredible night. We will have so much fun, and uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Thank you for giving to the Nicaragua Clinic. Is the keyword clinic? Is that right, somebody? That's easier than Nicaragua. I hope that's it. <laughs> I think it's clinic. So you can give to clinic. If it's not, make it clinic. Um, <laughs> And by the way, we have right now, we're kind of waiting for you guys to get back so we can do this part too, and we'll have this for you later, but for monies that you've already given that we have for the clinic right now, we have a check for you. We'll give you tonight for $22,000 already before this thing starts. So, um, and that's just because of your giving over the last several months. So thank you for being a part of that. And, helping us get the job done. It's just an incredible thing. You can give online, you can text to give, or you can give in a Dropbox when you leave your offering today for your tithe, for the missions, or whatever you want to do. Uh, Thank you for faithfulness. Let me just pray and and give God uh, our thanks for his blessings upon us. God, think of the words of David when he said, Who are we that we have the privilege of giving to what you are doing to building your church, to building your kingdom. Thank you, God, that we can partner with people in Central America, South America, in Asia, in Africa, in Europe, around the world. God, that you are moving. We pray, Lord, that you would give strength, give health, give wisdom to all of those who are advancing your kingdom, and may they feel the love and encouragement that we have for them. And together, may we do your will completely. Thank you for a church of faithful givers who generously provide for the work of the ministry. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. got your Bible or your phone or whatever you use to find God's Word, you may want to look at Galatians chapter 5. I have a 10-week series this morning that I'm going to try to preach in 25 minutes. So so, uh, pray we get there. This is the ninth sermon from Galatians. All the others are available. You can go back. They're, They're archived online. Uh, the notes are there for the most part, so you can go see the printed notes. You can go listen to the the audio or the video and find out what's going on. And we come to the second part of Galatians five. Uh, we're going to begin with verse sixteen in just a moment here, if you want to find a place to get to. And Galatians, in general, is a statement like we sing about today about the freedom God wants us to experience. A very significant time in our nation. Back on January 6, 1941 we were in the throes of world chaos and our president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, shared that he had a vision of the kind of world he wanted to see when the world was over. He envisioned four basic freedoms enjoyed by all people. Freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. Now, that's always a moving target, but we have made some progress, not enough, and we've also seen some atrocities. But there's another freedom, a fifth freedom, that I believe is vitally important. We need to be set free from the bondage of our sinful nature. We looked at last week, The legalist who thought that if the laws could be strict enough, that would provide freedom for people, but the reality is legalism on its own without any, with the right motivation, it's good that we should be obedient toward the right things, but just trying to find a code brings bondage if it's not spirit-breathed. Paul told them that nothing... Can change our sinful nature from the outside it has to come from the inside the only way that our human nature can be eliminated from causing us to do things that are destructive and harmful is through the power of the holy spirit You're gonna hear me say that several times today. This is not a sermon about you trying harder or you writing out some new things that you're gonna do for the next six months or what am I gonna get better at? Those things are all important and they have their place. But too often we make those kind of statements but we fail. The only way that we can become what God wants us to be is through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us continually. It's an ongoing process. Now, if you remember, just quick looking back, not as much as we normally do, but the first two chapters of Galatians give validation to the gospel of grace. Paul defends His role as an apostle, he defends the gospel of faith in Jesus Christ as being the way of salvation. Then in chapter three and four, he gives doctrinal explanation of what that means. Go back and listen to those sermons. Pastor uh, Kevin did one, Neil Kennedy did one, and I think I did a couple maybe in there, but you can get those, those points of doctrine in chapter three and four. And then we get to chapters five and six, And it becomes a statement of application. How do we live out the gospel? In the first part of chapter 5, last week, Paul spoke to the result of legalism. And he said, when you get trapped in legalism, outward constraints that cause you to live right, when that's the purpose of living for you, what happens is you forfeit your freedom. Look at the verses there if you have your notes. On your phone, or if you have the paper printout, it says, "Look, verse five, chapter five, verse two, three, four. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept, accept circumcision, listen to this next phrase: Christ will be of no advantage to you." Paul says, "If your faith is in Christ plus something else, it equals a zero. It's Christ." and nothing else that equals life. And when you have Christ, you have everything. He says if your faith is in circumcision, circumcision, Christ is no advantage to you. And then he goes on in verse 3, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision, and by that he means accept it as the way to receive God's blessing and favor and relationship with God. If that's what you're doing, then you're obligated to keep the whole law or none of it counts, Listen to the next verse. You are severed from Christ. That word severed is such a a dynamic word. Uh, To be severed means, you know, a, a sharp, swift blow that brings division. Paul says if you're putting your faith in being justified by the law, you are cut off from Christ. And you've fallen away from grace. Those are strong words. But now in the second part of the chapter, for those of you like me who love balance, here we go. He now speaks of licentiousness. Now that's kind of a big word that basically means this. It's an attitude that says, I don't have to follow rules. I can live any way I want. I have a license to sin, Uh, unfortunately, there's a whole lot in the James Bond movies that are not good. And the gadgets were always kind of fun and cool to figure out what's going on. There was a lot of promiscuity and a lot of things bad there. But if you remember the show at all, you remember James Bond, 007, what his, the, 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 the statement of who he was, a license to Kill. I can just kill whoever I want because I got a license, and it's open season. Now, we would never do that, but yet often people think I have a license to sin, and it's not going to hurt anybody, and it's all going to be okay. See, the Bible says this, the wages of sin is death. Never been rescinded, never will be rescinded. That's always going to be accurate. Well, I think I can get away with it. No, you can't. Well, I don't think I'm hurting anybody. Yes, you are. You have been blinded and deceived by the enemy who wants to present that as enjoyable when in reality it is just poison. It's put before you to entice your death. So if you look at the little chart there, this came out of Chuck Swindoll's book, but I loved it. On one end, you got legalism that puts you to be subject again to a yoke of slavery. And at the other end, you have license, which means that you take your freedom as an opportunity for indulging the flesh. But in the middle, where we need to be, there is liberty. You are called to freedom, but use that freedom to serve one another in love. Three things real quick today for you, and I'm going to have to just kick through this you got printed notes so and you can read it later and I'll have coffee with you and talk about it if you want to number 1 yielding control of your life to the holy spirit is the only way to experience true freedom can happen any other way the flesh is incapable even in our best effort of truly being free human nature has this focus on wanting to be recognized, wanting to be praised, wanting to be pleased. And when we let the Spirit work in us, our direction changes from all of those self-desires to God-desires. Now, instead of wanting to please myself, I want to please God. Now, instead of wanting to be recognized, I want God to be recognized. Listen, I'm so grateful for the opportunity we have to to partner with the the Hernandez and and, and do this ministry down in in northern Nicaragua, near the Honduran border. But it's not about people going, Owasso, Oklahoma, what a great place. It's about people saying, praise be to God who has blessed us. And it's for us to say, Praise be to God who gives us the opportunity to serve others. It's not about what we can get for ourselves. But the only way to experience that freedom is through yielding your life to Jesus Christ. Here it is, verse 16 through 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not not gratify the desires of the flesh. But I just, I yield all the time. Then walk in the Spirit more. Paul says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know what I've discovered about that? I mentioned it earlier. It is a continual process. It's not a one-time event. I think too often in the church world we think of it that way. I went to the front. I got saved. I'm going to heaven. See when the rapture comes or I die. No, it's this journey called holiness, sanctification, becoming who God wants us to be so we can accomplish God's will for our lives. Walk by the Spirit. You'll not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. By the way, read Romans 8, and they'll tell you about that, and Uh, and the desire spirit is against the flesh, they oppose each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Let me explain that real quick on a 40th anniversary day here. When I got married, Janet did not come to me with this notebook full of rules. She didn't say in this printed catalog, if I see you looking at another woman, here will be the penalty. If I see you doing this, here will be the penalty. If you forget to wash your dishes, thank God for grace. Here is your penalty. She didn't have to write those rules out because love had already written rules in my heart. It wasn't about some external Stimulus is telling me you can't do this. It's about my heart wanting to do that. I've mentioned this many times before, but this is a really simple thing about having a good relationship with your spouse. Try your very best to make your spouse happy, and you get to share in the happiness in the process. Now, here's what always happens. One of them will come in and say, but I'm doing that, but they're not. Well, you're probably not doing as much as you think you are. And they may be doing a little more than you realize, but you both need to do it to make it work. We have to come to the place where God's law has been written on our heart, not just in a book that's on a shelf somewhere. And when we do that, we live right. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Pretty good example for us, isn't it? Luke chapter 4 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. And notice this, where he was led to, in the wilderness. I think some Christians have this mindset that as God is leading us, it's always from one great thing to another, from one brilliant experience to the next. Listen to me. Sometimes God's going to lead you in the wilderness because that's where your character is forged. I don't want the wilderness. I want the party. I want the steak dinner and all the good stuff we're going to have tonight. But I don't like the We all have to go through the wilderness. Jesus had to go through the wilderness. You get, get what I'm saying? Because of that, God is still leading us. He didn't abandon us. He is still leading us. Not only that, but... Romans chapter 8 tells us that being led by the Spirit is an identifying mark of the Son of God. Romans 8.14, for all, everybody say all. all. Not a few, not some, not this kind of applies occasionally. Everyone who is led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God, Now that's not intended to be gender exclusive, so ladies don't get upset, and I, a lot of times I'll say children of God, but the reality is sons of God, in the day of the writing of Paul, meant something even stronger, it meant that you are a legal heir to what the Father owns. It doesn't, t- doesn't mean ladies are excluded, men and women, because earlier in chapter 3, you remember Paul talked about that, in Christ there's neither male nor female. He's saying everyone who is led by the Spirit, whether you're male or female, you are a son of God in the sense of what is apportioned to you. Be filled with the Spirit so that you can have the fruit of the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk with wine for this is debauchery but be filled with the Spirit. Galatians 5, 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. The only way that you can have true freedom is by yielding your life completely to the Holy Spirit. Secondly, yielding control of your life to the Holy Spirit empowers you to be free from evil action. One of the commentaries I read this week said that most of us know what we're free from, but we don't know what we're free Four, what's the purpose? Well, first of all, we're free from all of the things that would bring bondage and destruction and disruption to our lives. You can read a similar list that Paul gives here in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 and Mark 7, Romans 1, 1 Timothy 1, 2 Timothy 3, that's all in your notes there. You can look it up and find the list pretty easily. Galatians 5, 9 through 12. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like that. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. All of the works of the flesh arise from a problem with our heart, a desire that's inappropriate. And and it's the desire that we have in those areas in our human nature, it's very misguided because it does not produce what we expect. We think that these things that seem alluring out there are going to provide meaning and purpose in life but the truth of the matter is they bring destruction now Paul calls this the works of the flesh or the deeds of the flesh and it's in contrast with the fruit of the spirit the deeds of the flesh are done by a person's own effort when you're trying to make your life right you're probably going to fall into some of these categories because your human nature tells you that's the way to get there I need more love, so i got to find someone to love me other than the people who are in my life right now. And if I can find that right person, it'll all be great. It hasn't been very frequent It's happened, but I've had people come and talk to me when their marriage is struggling. And they say, Pastor, I really feel it's God's will for me to be married to someone else. No, it's not. Well, aren't you going to pray about it? No. I don't need to because the word of God is the will of God. And when you made the covenant, for better or worse, that really meant something. And instead of thinking there's some perfect person out there, let me just help you out. They don't exist. There is nobody so perfect To make up for all the inequities in your life. Well, if I could just, you know, if I could just escape and go do this and get away from things, that'll fix everything. You know what I've discovered? When you try to escape your problems, they're just there waiting on you to come back, they don't go anywhere. It's important that we recognize that, that we have to not lean on, on our efforts but trust in God. Now, Paul gives us four different groupings here the way I'm looking at it, 15 different things, and then he puts an add-on at the end that says anything else that you can think of, basically. He says the first sins he talks about, there are three of them, they're sexual sins, one way to look at this, I really like looking back at the Greek words, and I think there's a case to be made for this. The first word, immorality, talks about a mindset, talks about a, a, a pathway that is bent on sexual inappropriate actions, sexual misconduct. It's, it, it's, uh, the, the word that's given there um, speaks of uh, any kind of activity, whether it be adultery or fornication or anything that's inappropriate. It brings destruction. And Paul said, this is what human nature does. I don't know all the story yet, but it, it, it just grieves my heart to see that, that one of our uh, fellow Christian groups is going through a deal right now where apparently there's been some cover up of sexual inappropriateness and, and those things going on. I'm going to be really strong here, and if you don't have to agree with me, this is my opinion. I think that church leaders, are we're all human, and if you put us on a pedestal, if you put us under a microscope, whatever thing you do like that, we're not going to pass the test. Nobody's perfect. We all can do better in certain areas. However, for church leaders, for pastors, for church leaders, There is no allowance for sexual inappropriate conduct ever. And in my opinion, not shared by everybody, when that happens, whether it's me or one of my best friends or whoever it is, in my opinion, there is a disqualification from leadership in the church. And in my opinion, it may be permanent. Say, man, you're really harsh. Don't you have any grace? Yeah, grace gets you saved. Still going to heaven. And you you may be different than me, and I thank God for the grace that you extend my way just in regular life. But when something that is that obvious scene talked about and brings derailment to the local church, in my opinion, it's hard to ever recover from it. Doesn't mean that you can't still be a man or woman of God. Doesn't mean you can't serve. I think the call of God in the ministry should be cherished and guarded like a precious jewel. Having a lifestyle of immorality, the second word that's talked about there, uh, impurity. Having a thought life of sexual misconduct, thinking about it all the time. Some people, they don't have that lifestyle, but their conversation and their thoughts are filled with that type of discussion. Then sensuality is the third word given. This speaks of acts of sexual misconduct. The second category brings up our religious sins, and there's a couple of them given there, idolatry. And I'm going really quick. This could be a whole series of lessons here, but idolatry means worshiping material instead of God, anything that is material-based, worshiping anything other than God. We may think we don't do idolatry in our world today, but there are a whole lot of people who give preference to money over God, who give preference to leisure OVER GOD who give preference to everything over God, and God finds this little slot that maybe if there's anything left over at the end of the month, I'll give you some of that. There's a principle in Scripture that relates to our finances, but more than that, relates to our lives. Bring God your first fruit, the first portion of what you have. You know what I've discovered? If I ever get the mindset, well, God, let me pay all my bills first and everything else I want to do, and let me buy the new things I want to buy and do this and do that, Oh, sorry, God, I'm out of money. If I ever start out God, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Bible once I get everything else done and check all the other boxes off, and you know, I'll I'll get there eventually. Bring me that one, I don't know what's going on here. If I switch the blue. If I ever do that, God gets nothing of my day. Give God the first day of your week. Come to the house of God. If you can't get here, watch online. Thank you that are doing that. Spend time with God. Give God the first part of your day. In the morning, spend time with him. Give God the first part of your income. Idolatry means we worship something other than God. Sorcery is any attempt to engage the supernatural Apart from God. The word that's given there is pharmacei, which, from when we get a word pharmacy or, or drugs, it speaks specifically of drugs that would be poisonous or, or used in some way to lead people to an altered state of consciousness. Anything that attempts to engage the supernatural apart from God is a work of the flesh. Sins against others, there are eight given there, and they primarily focus on. Uh, negativity uh, things of hatred and division and fighting the, the last one uh, you can read them all there fits of anger and outburst that's quick and eruptive you know people that 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 overreact to things that happen in life they're not showing the fruit of the spirit they're showing the work of the flesh the last word that's there, the word envy, is really interesting. In the Greek language, it doesn't, because there's jealousy before. And you look at me, what's the difference? The last word for envy doesn't simply mean wanting what someone else has, but it means being mad because they have it. It's it's to the point that I, I get upset, frustrated over anybody else and what they have, and I don't necessarily want it for myself. I just don't want them to have it. See, the, the, the flesh, the works of the flesh are like a, a poisonous weed. They're so destructive. And if we take down that path, the promise of the enemy is always that they lead to purpose and enjoyment and significance. But the reality is... Jesus said it well, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. we got to be careful that we're not trying to work in the flesh or else we will miss the mark. Sins against yourself, drunkenness, a lack of control in life, desiring things to fix your problems that can't fix your problems. Well, let me help you out here. If, if you've got a, a major problem in life, Whoever you are, whoever it is, and your remedy for getting over your problem is, I'm just going to get drunk and forget this. You know what you're going to be in a couple hours? You're going to be drunk with a problem. And the drunker you get, the less clear you think. I wish that weren't so tragically true. I can't go into the details right now, but there's a story fresh in my life about someone who's facing enormous, difficult moment. And I'm not 100% sure that that was part of the problem, but it sure sounds like what was going on. The Bible tells us to be sober. That doesn't mean just avoid alcohol. It's more than that. It means have awareness of life. And anything that hinders my ability to see clearly needs to be watched at and looked at carefully. Orgy, sexual hunger that is unsatisfiable. Often in life, even in our culture today, when we see drinking and carousing, they often go together. People do things when they're drunk they wouldn't do otherwise. And all of a sudden they, whatever, let down barriers, let down walls and, and, and wake up in places they didn't know they would ever be. You say, isn't that like just a, a 21st century problem? No, Paul was writing this back in the first century. And he goes on, he says, I, I, this is just me interpreting how Paul's going right here. He's writing all this list out. And I think finally he just says, I don't even want to deal with this stuff anymore. I don't want to mention anything else. He says, drunkenness, orgies, and anything else like that. Just, I'm tired of even talking about it. He says, let me get to a better point. Can somebody say amen? And he says, let me talk about what happens when you yield your life to the Holy Spirit. It empowers you to be filled with good things. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the, the complete and total evidence of the Spirit working in your life. I say that to make this point. In our church, as a Pentecostal church, we believe in the importance of yielding even your vocal abilities to the Holy Spirit. And part of what happens through that, we believe, is speaking in tongues, clearly validated in Scripture in many places. And that's another sermon for a later date, and I've preached it before, so you can go back and find it if you want to. But just speaking in tongues one time is not the the fullness of, of being baptized in the Spirit. And one of the indicators that you are filled with the Spirit of God in an ongoing basis is the fruit of the Spirit being produced in your life. See, again, I want you to hear this, because so often I think our human nature, again, going back to what we're talking about, comes to this point of saying, well, I'm just going to try harder. I'm just going to do better. The first thing you have to know is you can't do this on your own. Let me give you the example real clear. Maybe humorous, but you'll understand it. It doesn't matter how many hours I go into our gym here at the church and I practice dunking the basketball. It ain't happening. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to alter the scene for that to occur. Lower the goal. Bring in a trampoline. Get a stunt double. I can practice for hours. I can practice for days. I can practice for weeks, and I'm still just going to touch the bottom of the net. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Make the application. Get the application. When you say, in your own human effort, I'm going to try to be more loving. I'm going to try to be more joyful. I'm going to try to be a person of peace. It's like me saying, I'm going to dunk the basketball. You're only fooling yourself. And here's what's worse. You have a resource available to you as you draw near to God and you reach into the Holy Spirit and you ask Him to control your life and fill your life. He will give you a supernatural level of love, joy, and peace. As Paul talks about these things, the first three are things from God that go upward. It's love. It's the beginning point of life, joy. I love what Acts 13.52 says. It speaks of the, the followers of God, the disciples that were there. They were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. It gives us peace with God and peace with one another. For the children of God are known as blessed are the peacemakers. The next three are are inward, things we got to work on in our life through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, give us patience. How do you get patience? One way, it's all by the Holy Spirit's power, letting him work in you, but you consider God and how patient he's been toward you. How many of you are glad this morning God doesn't have greased bolts of lightning setting on ready? He doesn't have the red button with the finger right over the top of it, ready to push the first time you make a mistake. If God's been that patient toward you, then you should be patient toward others. I'm, I'm going to give you a—and I, 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 I'm still asking God to help me and the Holy Spirit to work on me on this. And I bet most of you identify with me. I, I, I've gotten better. The Holy Spirit's helping me to be more patient in this regard. But probably my patience is most tested when I'm driving. And it's all those people out there who think that that three seconds is so important that they got to zip around you just at the last second. And I'll I'll be honest with you. Just a few years ago, even when I'm driving my car and I see somebody in the lane over there kind of, you know, going to get their thing going on, I'm thinking, okay, downshift and here we go. You feel the same way most of you. I know it. And Janet spoke to me about it, and the Holy Spirit used her. Then the Holy Spirit said, yeah, she's right. You need to listen up. Why does it bother you if they do that? Because it's my right. And I'm like, I don't really have a good reason. Why did you ask me that, Lord? It bothers me because I don't want them cutting me off. The Lord does some stuff in me. Does he do stuff in you too? I told you this a few years ago. Some of you, you haven't heard me ever tell this. At Christmas time, I used to hate going to the store because I hated going by where they're ringing the bell. And I got to stop and get money out. And, and so I'd kind of often drive around till nobody was at the little stand. You do it too, so don't laugh at me too loud. And I'm like, here's my moment, you know, park and run in. And the Lord kind of went, you know, you're, you're, you're fairly generous, Bruce. What's your big hang up here about giving a couple of bucks to help people who are helping those in need? Oh, Lord. You ask me these questions that make me feel so stupid. So what I did. Some people said, you got to be careful saying this, Pastor. It may sound like you're doing something wrong. No, not that, but I got a bunch of $1 bills. If you know what, people use $1 bills for other things. That's between you and whatever. But I get them for the Salvation Army bucket. And most of the time, I'll put a dollar or two when I'm going in. I'll put a dollar or two when I'm coming out. And both times coming in and coming out, I'll greet the person, hey, thanks for being out here today and helping take care of people in need. And i come back out and I'll do it again. And sometimes they look at me like, you gave on the way in, sir. Yeah, it's a couple of bucks. No big deal. And what I've discovered because of that, what used to frustrate me, has now become a moment of joy. I'm doing better on this. I'm still working at it. When somebody gets over there and they're trying to zip around me, I used to would run them. I'd let them in at the last minute. I didn't want them to wreck their car, but I didn't want to teach them a lesson. And now I just go, sure, come on in. It's fine. Let me initiate the courtesy here. And I have found out that my blood pressure is a little bit lower. That my... Adrenaline doesn't kick in quite so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the practical side of what this is all about. The Holy Spirit will lead us in a place we would not go on our own. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. By the way, the word kindness, goodness, and gentleness are very, very close nuances of of they're different words, but they have the almost the exact same meaning. You know, you know, did Paul struggle with his vocabulary that day? Why did he say basically, be kind, be kind, be kind? Because we're unkind, unkind, unkind too often. The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. You don't get an exempt card. And if you're rude, if you treat people poorly, you need to Repent. Pastor, I pay my tithe and I was giving money to the missions offering tonight, but I kind of got my feelings hurt. The Holy Spirit does that sometimes, doesn't He? Because He's trying to get you to a place where you can become the person God designed you to be. And if you don't change, and you don't get rid of the garbage, you'll keep doing the same thing, staying in the same place, being frustrated because people are cutting you off in traffic mad because they're ringing a bell out front or you can say no 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 I'm going to respond to this in an appropriate manner it's not about how much money I put in a bucket it's not about what I how, it, it's the attitude of the heart and I can't get there in my own strength I'm not always loving not always joyful I, I, I got to be honest as I was going through this thinking about today this is a prayer in my heart right now God, give us a revival of joy in the church. I I don't mean like this just foolishness, and I don't mean small level. I'm talking about a joy that make people around us go, what is up with you? Let me tell you. The fruit of the Spirit's joy. Man, He's just giving it to me right now like you wouldn't believe. But instead, we choose to go on the other side of the ledger and we let the works of the flesh pop up in our hearts and in our lives but we're still going to heaven and we feel pretty good about life do you just kind of want to wade through life be glad when it's over or do you want to be a difference maker do you want to let the Holy Spirit work in your life to complete his will grace of God brings salvation instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lust and to live in a sensible righteous and godly way in the present age I want you to bow your heads all across the room we're going to give you a chance to come forward for prayer I'd like for our prayer team to come right now I, 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 don't lo- I don't like token responses at all. I want heartfelt thought right here. And I really want to go through the list slower, but because of time, I'm going to be a little bit quick, and the Holy Spirit can do the work in you personally that needs to be done. I, I just want to ask you today is there anybody here that can say there's an area of my life that needs God's help? There's an area of my life where the fruit of the Spirit is not evident. And today, I want the Holy Spirit to help me to be more loving, to be more joyful, to be more peaceful, to be more patient, more kind, more have more goodness, to be more reliable, more gentle, to demonstrate self-control. I think if you're honest, think if I'm honest, we all got probably at least one in that list that we say, I need some work. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help you and illuminate to your heart what needs to be done if you'll let him. But how many of you join me right now and say, I don't have the fruit of the Spirit in my life to the level that I want it. I want it to grow and I want the Holy Spirit to control my life so that I can develop those things. How many of you join me in lifting a hand right now and say, Lord, help me to be filled with the Spirit of God in such a level that it changes the way I interact with people, changes my, the, the way I live life. Lord, help us to recognize that being a grouch is not a fruit of the Spirit. But when the Spirit dwells in us, In an overflowing capacity, it produces joy. Lord, it's real easy for us to look around and do the sin of comparison and think we're doing pretty well. But when we look at the perfect example of Jesus, all of our shortcomings become glaringly obvious. Lord, I pray you would help us not to strive in our own efforts to accomplish good things, but rather to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to avoid the sins of selfishness and indulgence, and instead to be filled with the Spirit of God. Live in us and through us in practical ways, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? Listen, if you're here today and there's an area that the Holy Spirit right now has turned on in your life says you need to work on that, or if you're here today and you realize I'm not a, I'm not committed to Christ, but today I want to make the decision to follow him, or there's something in your life you want prayer, I would encourage you right now quickly respond by coming to the front there are men and women here who will join you in prayer and believe with you for god to meet your need would you come right now as we sing a song of worship to god would you come right now and say lord work in my life and if you're there staying at your seat would you just worship the lord and make that your prayer from right there where you are lord let the holy spirit flood my life so that i show forth the fruit of the spirit come now as we sing
0: Sing it together. I will make room, and I will make room for you to, to do, do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to. Oh, I will make room for you, for you to do whatever you want to. To do. Whatever Can we sing that one more time? Make this your prayer today. I will make room for you. Do whatever you want to. Do whatever you want. Oh, here in this place, say, I will make room for you. Do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to Now just in your own way, can you open up your heart? Let the Spirit take control of your life today. Lord, we give you freedom to move in our lives, Jesus. Lord, we need you. Lord, to shake up the places, Lord, that we've tried to hold on to, God. We want to live free for You today, free of You. Oh, we worship You. Come and shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Oh, Your way is better. Say, shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better, your way is better, say, shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better, your way is better, shake up the ground. Of all my traditions Break down the walls Of all my religion Your way is better So I will make room I will make room For you To do whatever you want to To do whatever you want to want to, to do whatever you want to I again and I will make room for you come Holy Spirit to do whatever you want to do whatever you want to I will make room I will make a room for you do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to thank you lord come holy spirit do what you need to do in us
2: we believe god is moving right now and speaking and changing lives and, and we want to know what's what's happening in your life if god spoke something to you did something in your life let us know Can fill out a connect card and just right here, here's what God spoke to me today. Here's how he's changing my life. We want to pray with you about those things. And so would you do that um, today? Three things you need to know before you leave, before you step out of the room. I'm watching. I see you. Um, Community groups start next week. If you're not in a group, just fill out, just check the box, I want to find a community group, and we will find you a group, okay? You can come talk to me or pa- Pastor RJ after service. We we'll want to get you plugged into a group. Join or uh, go to the event uh, with Pastor Bruce next Sunday. We're excited for groups to start next Sunday. Secondly, water baptism is in two weeks, and if you haven't been baptized and you want to take that step, sign up. Let's get it done. We want to show everyone that we've made a decision to follow Jesus. This is a command that jesus hey let this he he set the example we need to follow in it and so sign up to be baptized we're excited for the auction uh, the uh online silent auction begins now so you can start bidding right now if you need help uh, setting that up on your phone come find one of the pastors we're going to get you set up we're excited for to raise money for uh, nicaragua this evening so we'll see you tonight god bless you
0: shake up the ground of all my traditions, break down the walls. Of all my religion, your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground. Of all my traditions, break down the walls. Of all my religion, your way is better. Your way is better. for my room